name's Jacob. I'm here doing a uh, podcast. This time it's for school purposes. Um, our main topic's going to be um, the importance of music. I'm going to talk about that mixed in with some life experiences and anecdotes and here and there. But music's always been a very important thing for me personally, um, and really like my whole family. Um, growing up, my mom was a huge factor into what music I perceived and uh, and was around. And uh, growing up, she'd play a lot of heavy metal music and grunge music and older music. And uh, I'd watch my brother play video games all the time, uh, like the Fallout franchise, um, just fifties music in it, and I developed a love for that. And my grandmother taking me to church always uh, having me in choir, singing hymns with her. Music seemed to be all around me in my life, and uh, it stayed that way for, I'd say, all these years, really. Um, It's always been there. Uh, When I was younger, I uh, had a bit of a problem with uh, food, and I always turned to that because it seemed to always be there. And uh, I guess you could say the same thing about music, although I don't really view it as a problem. And uh, even now, you know, college is coming up for me. I'm having to decide what I'm going to do. And there's a lot of things on the table. But uh, just within the past year, I uh, I did my first uh, official like uh, theater production um, with a private company. And... Um, I got to play the role of Gaston in uh, Beauty and the Beast, and uh, it was this wonderful 30-person ensemble musical with a nice budget, and a lot of people came, and I was very, very happy with everything I experienced there. I kind of fell in love with it, and uh, I've had such a surefire plan most of my life uh, as to what I was going to do, or something with politics, or something more you know, refined, I find myself really wanting to go, um, do musical theater, and it's scary, you know, um, just because that's not a guaranteed thing, you know, that's not, um, something you're guaranteed to have success in, you have to be discovered, and, you know, I'm just a 17-year-old guy from a small town in North Carolina, so what makes my singing voice any different from someone in New York, but, you know, it's a dream nonetheless. I would love to at least have that be a part of my life at some point, if not the thing I go to school for. You know, maybe that's not what my fate in life is, but the whole reason I'm talking about this is uh, my whole life just recently kind of got turned upside down a little bit, all because of music, all because I love to sing and perform and grew up singing those same Disney songs, which is why I went out for the role in the first place. I used to have the uh, Disney Villains CD and... uh, listen to it with my mom on the way to elementary school and uh, we'd always sing Gaston together so come time for auditions I had a friend of mine tell me I should go and that they thought I had a good singing voice and uh, that I'd do well and I said okay and uh, when filling out the sheet I was like I have to be Gaston Um, if not Gaston then I want to be the beast you know there's not a lot of guys in theater at least not where I'm at so I uh, I figured if I perform my heart out and I fulfilled a purpose, right? You know, I do well. Um, I also do voices, like character voices, as a little <clears throat> side thing, little thing I've been practicing for years. So I developed my best Gaston accent, and on the way over with a close friend of mine who I love to listen to music to, actually, or with, 
Um, we played this very bassy, baritone uh, level song from the 50s that I had actually uh, heard of for the first time from Fallout, as I mentioned previously. And uh, I sang that probably 50 times on the way over, just practicing. I was so nervous. And um, I went in there and I performed. And shortly after, um, I heard I had gotten a role. And I was so happy. Um, I just recently dislocated my left knee twice um, during wrestling. And uh, I was dealing with that. But also my... um, theater company had just messaged me and told me I had the part and my coach told me the play is going to be the same week as championship you got to pick one or two and I had trouble with that because I really wanted to wrestle I really wanted to come back Uh, I've been doing that for uh, academic accolades and stuff like that as far as like my college resume goes and I chose to do musical theater instead and you know what I had such a more fulfilling time I feel personally so that's where I'm kind of led with the dilemma now is that, you know, do you choose something that's fiscally responsible or do you go for it? You know, but uh, music's a part of my everyday life and it's been a huge part in some life decisions I've had to make recently. Um, the other day I saw a picture on Instagram. It was a meme making fun of uh, a picture of this girl that had a sign that said uh, your music saved me at a concert and I started to think about that deeper than you know the whole reason it was supposed to be funny um music can save you and you know these people make songs about how they feel or sometimes it's something simple you know like just describing a beautiful day um I think of like a song lovely day by Bill Withers that I've always been able to listen to and I can never force myself in any circumstance to be upset during because it's such a beautiful song. And he's just talking about love and the beauty of the world. And he made that, I'm sure, not even pondering how effectual it could be to one person's life, um, let alone you know, however other mi- millions of people have listened to that song and the movies it's been in and this and that. <clears throat> you know, it's a very powerful thing. And it's something that's like naturally ingrained in us humans have been making music for what seems like forever um we kind of just have a natural um relationship with it and what kind of sets us apart from the more intelligent animals like a chimpanzee and this and that is like we can create art and you know we can understand musical tones and make our own and write these beautiful songs and everything there's something just innately beautiful and intricate about music on a biological nature and philosophical nature and everything um I love it I listen to music about every day in the morning on the way to the gym walking over to my friend's house um if I'm without earbuds I still listen to music um just a little bit more sad but I love to get absorbed into whatever song I'm listening to. And I like to even listen to music as if uh, I was living my life in a movie. You know, call it an inferiority complex or whatever, but it makes you feel like the main character or like there's something purposeful to walking across your front yard at 12 o'clock at night, coming in too late, you know. <laughs> um, music's just always been there. I like having it there. It 
breaks up the mundane portions of life and makes everything seem a little bit more interesting, makes, makes you think a little bit harder. Me and uh, my friend Justin often talk about, uh, like, we, we don't like to listen to Pink Floyd sometimes because you listen to Pink Floyd and all the songs, like, seem to directly talk to you. And it skews us out sometimes and we get a little bit nervous and <laughs> anxious just listening to the songs and uh, it's so odd that that can have that effect on you. We have one song, uh, Stuck in the Middle with You by uh, Steeler's Wheel, that we listen to every day for three months it seemed. Um, all kinds of songs that we adopt, it's these little idiosyncrasies and cultural icons and stuff like that, you know, stuff that you'll always remember. Um, just really interesting that we latch on to that um we think about too how you know music is a very powerful thing and the type of music you listen to can not only be beneficial to you but it can harm you and you know i'm not saying that everyone's gonna be a soft-minded squash or whatever and let whatever music they listen to whether it be sad or happy influence them fully but you know, there's certain situations where the type of music you listen to can affect you or make you feel very different, and it could be for the worse. And apparently, there's some sort of scientific connection to that, like the story with, uh, not story, but there's a study um, where scientists play different musical tones, sometimes classical music, and other times uh, heavy metal and hard rock. Um directly at or in the vicinity of uh, two flowers that were growing. And the the, uh, hard rock flower passed away and uh, degraded. And the the classical music flower growed and uh, grew well. They also talked to that one every day and the hard rock one, they did not. Now, it could be as simple as those vibrations or whatever coming through the air were more powerful and just beat down the plant harder, who knows, but maybe there's some sort of uh, lesson there, who knows. I mean, I grew up loving heavy metal and stuff. I was also exposed to it a lot, though, and uh, it never really hurt me. I mean, people have this stigma around heavy metal music, Um, like it's so violent and, uh, and dark and bad for the mental state and everything I, I totally disagree I feel like it can be and I feel like there's a lot of metal that is honestly at the end of the day just not beneficial and kind of pointless but the songs that I enjoy have always been emotional outlets to it nothing makes you more invested in a song than being really into a heavy metal song and head banging and everything and just feeling that rush and the expulsionary type, you know, effect that you get from it, the, you know, letting out of emotion, it's, uh, it's great. I don't think it's something that's gonna make you go, uh, be an axe murderer or anything, or, you know, go, uh, start a fire or something, but, you know, I guess some people are more impressionable than others, and who knows. I don't think personally that it's a anything to be too concerned about no more than you should concern about people playing violent video games if people are gonna do bad things they're gonna do bad things you know but i don't know i guess there's something to be said for like a, the decent uh decent society nah, desensitization sorry of uh 
of just, I guess, everyone now who plays very violent video games nowadays, you know, um, but sometimes it can be pretty graphic, and you just get used to seeing that, so I would say in the event that you were in an actual situation like that, you may be a little bit more numb than you should comfortably be, but I guess to each his own, and uh, not everyone's going to be affected like everyone else too. I definitely don't think it's anything that causes people to, <clears throat> you know, commit mass uh, acts of violence or anything. But, well, that's all I have to say. Um, I'm here with a friend. If uh, you'd like to say anything, no. I do gotta say that um, I do agree with uh, the desensitizing part. As someone who's played video games for many, many years, basically since, like, I can hold a controller, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of different games that you see, like, there are rated M and stuff like that, they're very, extremely graphic, yeah. and, like, gory, and just things that a normal person who doesn't play games would probably, like, you know, could throw up to or something, mm-hmm. but, like, we, like, you see it one time, and you're like, whoa. Like, what is that? But then, like, the more you see it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just second nature. Like, I feel like if something like that happened in front of me now, like, I don't think I'd be as hurt as other yeah. people would. Yeah, just like you were saying, like, I feel like I'd be very numb to that feeling just because I've seen it so many times. Growing up in the uh, environment that I did, it was very... Um, very violent. I was always surrounded by violence. There was, uh, I lived in a bad neighborhood and there was a lot of drug violence and gang violence and this and that. And uh, part of me was eager to expose myself to that stuff so I could be prepared because I knew it would be right around the corner really where I lived at at any point. And uh, you, know, you watch stuff like Mortal Kombat, which I just recently watched you finish the campaign of. Uh, it was epic, but you know, at the same time, there's some gruesome stuff in there to a, to a frighteningly creative degree. <laughs> And, uh, and I feel like, oh, and, you know, uh, my honorary nephew walking around, looking up at the TV screen every once in a while, and we're like, oh, should he be seeing that? Because <laughs> you don't know, you know. Uh, where do we cut the line off? Is it immoral, I guess, to desensitize yourself to that in a way? Or to look for it as entertainment? Or is it just, I'm reading too much into it? No. I don't know, like, yeah. first... You know, I guess for people who've, you know, seen it so many times, like, you just always accept, I mean, expect them to, you know, put the bar higher Mm. for, like, every new game they come out with. Yeah, you don't want to see the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, you have, like, it's like you just become desensitized to more and more things. I mean, there's always boundaries, you know, that they can't, that they can't cross. Mm -hmm. Of course, but, like, I feel like every year, you know, they're just gonna take it up just a little bit further just to, like, you know... And eventually, you know, it's going to change, like, it changes a lot of people's psyches, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we all don't think. Or, like, all of us are not afraid of things that I feel like we should be afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you see in video games and stuff like that, where, like, any kind of games where, like, somebody just gets killed, like, brutally murdered. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like in a real-life situation, like, I wouldn't, like, you wouldn't feel that. Mm-hmm. You just, you would just, you know, you'd be like upset about it, but I don't. Think yeah, like destroyed. if you were like, in you a survival situation, you would be prepared to handle it for what it was, and you wouldn't be like a person in a horror movie who's gonna sit there and breathe. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna freeze. You're gonna like, okay, let's go. 
Now, uh, that's a good point to bring it back to uh, a musical sense. What do you think about music and video games? Um, like, what's some of your most memorable memories of music and video games? In video games? Yeah. Um, well, I'm also one of those people who like to play a heavy metal playlist while I'm playing a game. My brother was like that. Yeah. I, I like the... Just, they just go together. Especially mm-hmm. if you're playing like something violent, like you were saying, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Or a shooter. Yeah, or a yeah. shooter game. You just have like a heavy metal playlist in there. Yeah. And like, it just sets the tone for the game. Like, you're already... Like, just like you said, how uh, a lot of heavy metal has the stigma, you know, being very violent mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of like where they link together is through the violence. It's empowering in a way too. If you're playing a game that kind of puts you in the position of where you're like always this action star and you're always going to do some really cool stuff, um, it kind of helps you get in that zone, you know? And like there's sometimes there's games where you have to like, you know, make a bold decision, you mm-hmm. know? And like heavy metal music, you know, sometimes it just gives you like that right push. You that's know, totally to a make good point. a decision. Like even though you could always go back and redo the decision, mm-hmm. you know? Ultimately, sometimes, you know, like, if it's, like, a first time, like, if you're first time playing that game, mm-hmm. you know, it can make that decision for you. Uh, yeah, sometimes they make you choose between, like, impossible things. Like, you get hey, so invested in the yeah. games. Like, I, I love role-playing games. That's almost strictly what I play. Um, I mean, that's what the Fallout franchise is. And, um, and they've made me appreciate games like you do movies. You know, because they have these in-depth storylines that you get to affect, though. And that's the appeal. The gameplay is the whole appeal of role-playing games, because it's it's a movie-like experience, but you get to determine what happens. You make it your own thing. And yeah, it's like traveling to a new world. Yeah. Literally. And it's when like... they have music to assist these big changes, much like you would have suspenseful music for some situation in a movie it works the same way it It blends together it brings the excitement to it and you're like well this is what i've been waiting for exactly you You think about those uh those quick time events in uh, mortal kombat where you have a timer on what story changing decision you have to do story changing elements that you have to do the basic uh one or two (laughs) you know it's not easy (laughs) like like i said the violence is a very uh the violence when it comes to heavy metal, like, I mean, there usually is a violent side to it, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's also a beautiful side to it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very well-crafted, like, some of the best... Skill, like, even. It's very skillfully done, but it also... Some of them kind of remind me, like, of, like, a modern Edgar Allan Poe, you know? Yeah. Like... Misunderstood. Misunderstood. They're very... They're very hurt deep down, but, like, they're just expressing that, you know? It all goes into, like, every note they're writing, you know? Whenever they're doing yeah. the songs. I've been, uh, I mean, I've been painting for a little over a year now and getting really into that, and I've been writing poetry and music my entire life. And I've always made the comment that uh, your best art is going to be when you feel the saddest, you know? Because I... beauty, really, that, that effort, that care... That passion sometimes can only be conjured out of you in a moment of, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to express this. I don't know what I'm going through. How do I get out of this? The hopelessness, the hunger, this and that, you know, um, has helped me so many times in the past to make poetry work that I had no idea how I was going to finish and, and paintings that it truly expressed how I felt. 
and I feel like the same thing happens with music. These are songs that if you look at them on paper, if you don't even, if you don't care for the heavy metal aspect, just read the lyrics. You know, this is beautifully written, poetic messages uh, about the human condition, about a million other things. Um, not everyone's going to be a piece of fried gold, but I mean, like, a lot of them have really deep, poignant subject matter, oftentimes about stuff people don't like to talk about because it's scary. But they do such a good job at it that it can be put into a format of entertainment, you know? That's why I gotta agree where the, um, when you said, like, your most beautiful work usually comes out when you're the saddest. Yeah. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. Because me, like, I draw, like, that's something I did for years on mm-hmm. it. Like, I recently just quit doing it. Like, I don't know. Like, I do it every now and again. Mm-hmm. But I usually don't feel inspired to do it until I'm sad. Yeah. Like, it's really insane. And that's always, like, most of the time, like, if it's just a normal day, I pick up a pen and paper. I'm just like, I don't think I can do this no more. I don't feel like I have the skill to do it. But if I'm, like, really sad, not feeling it, and I pick it up, like, it's just, it just, it just naturally happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, always something beautiful that comes out of it. There, uh, I've made the comment in the past that the day music leaves my life, I will know I am truly beyond repair, you know, because it's always been there. But I mean, when I get really, really sad or I'm going through a lot, um, too much even, uh, I find that I don't want to listen to music as much. I find that I don't make art as much, you know, I find that I don't write like I should, um, until I'm really, really sad, you know? I can get down bad, but until I'm at a point where I really don't know what to do, I really have no way to get it out. That's not really until I, that's not really when I uh, have the muse, you know? That's when it all comes to me. Uh, and so recently, you know, I've been, I've been doing pretty well, but I've been really busy, been really stressed out. I'm not necessarily sad though. I haven't been able to put pen to paper for nothing. I haven't been able to paint. I don't know what to paint. I have nothing to. <laughs> I have nothing to uh, feel pitiful about. Right. There's right? nothing to express. Yeah. It's like I'm happy right here. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. Happy. I'm just going, going, going all and the it's time. Not even happy. You're just like I'm content. Yeah. Yeah. It's not enough for me to be like, let's do a painting in all black with some homage to my inner self that <laughs> is crying out in pain right. or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like I uh, used to be one of those people who could like pick up a pencil anytime I, mm-hmm. I used to only draw in sharpie yeah that's what i do it's my style that was well that's what i used to always do because my grandpa taught me something mm-hmm. he told me like uh he told me never use a pencil when i'm drawing he said because you're prone you, to make mistakes he said well he said if you make a mistake he said there's always a way to fix it yeah and like that's just something i've kind of carried with me that's so crazy because i my papa was an artist, but he didn't tell me the same thing. But when I first started making art, I would do these sketches. And I would always be so mad and, and not be able to do it right. Or I'd screw one thing up and I'd throw it away. And I was like, do it in Sharpie. And force yourself to be creative and artistic. And learn how to make something good out of the screw up. How to make it into something else. And I would also come up with these like in, like very elaborate, page full, canvas full um, drawings of just streams of consciousness. Just whatever popped in my mind, whatever anthropomorphic, whatever I wanted to draw. Um, and I would be listening to music with my earbuds on for hours, indie playlists, and um, Billie Eilish stuff, and everything. You know, I loved it. Um, I had tons of paintings and drawings and notebooks filled up in my room. And uh, I used to do it all on Sharpie, though. 
uh, the paintings you'll see like up in Justin's room, all in Sharpie. Yeah. That was my whole thing. So that's crazy that you say that because I have a bunch exactly. of like, like I said, my um, my room used to be the same way, like mm-hmm. just drawings everywhere. I've actually condensed everything into about five drawing notebooks. Mm-hmm. Like if there's stray drawings, I have to shove it in there wherever yeah. it goes. But like the passion you feel like whenever you're hurting is just so much more mm-hmm. than when you're happy to me. So whenever I'm happy, like, and I'm co- trying to like, you know, bring something to life on paper, mm-hmm. it's like just not going to be complete without the music to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just have to have like, if I'm upset about something and like, that's what I'm going to do. Like I'm like, I'm going to draw. Like I just usually just pick up whatever I can find. Like start blaring whatever I'm feeling mm-hmm. for the day, and it's just like an immediate connection. There's been so many times where music gives a life to an idea that I didn't know what I was gonna do yet. You know, like uh, like how it gives ambiance to the video game settings and the movie stuff. It gives an ambiance and a vibe sometimes that would make me take a certain idea, maybe a more dark route, or maybe more happy, or more carefree, or whatever. You know, depending on what I'm listening to. <clears throat> like there's times where I want to tap that sadness I want to tap that emotional muse and I'll listen to songs that I purposely know will make me feel things about stuff that I typically sweep under the rug so I can get in that mindset where I'm ready to finally express it and put it out on paper uh I did a school assignment at the beginning of the year for English where I had to um like list my favorite songs at the time and I was going through a lot so I told them exactly why every song mattered to me, and I didn't spare detail. And one of the songs, uh, Kids by Current Joys, I listened to it today just on the walkover. It's so poignant to me. It talks about, it's basically them talking to kids as a general audience, and um, it's an indie song. And they're talking about how carefree you are when you're a kid and everything, and don't let your mind uh, tell you otherwise, and you should follow your dreams, because when you get older, life's shit. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. Uh, it doesn't get always easy, and you're no longer going to be a kid at one point. And that part always gets me, you know. It's it's a lot more well, uh, well sung and well better explained it, uh, in, in this case uh, than how I explained it, but... It's a, it's a beautiful song and a sad one. And yeah, keeping a fun, lighthearted uh, tempo the entire time. Yeah. Nothing can really do that but music. You know, maybe pictures. Pictures can mask one thing as the other, but you know, you can't tell someone bad news directly and expect them to feel totally the opposite, you know. There's nothing like that other than music, you know. I was just about to say, unless you do it in a sing-song voice, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's going back to music in the same way. Um, do you have anything else to say? No. Well, we hit the 27-minute uh, mark, so I think that's pretty good. Um, I appreciate whoever's listening for getting this far, and uh, have a great night.